Hi, I'm Elise. Hi, I'm Della, and this is the first podcast of the Egalitarian. Um, we're going to do a podcast every now and then just to introduce some of the wider systemic problems with feminism and the smaller things that you might not think about. And we're going to be discussing a few of those today. And we thought that we'd probably do the first one about some of the things that actually happen on everyday life that you might not think about and things that bother us and that we think about all the time. So we're going to introduce EGAL first and talk about a bit about why we started it, a bit about me and Alicia, and then, yeah, talk about a bit from Caroline Perez's book that we love. And Caroline, if you're listening, please fucking follow <laughs> us because you don't. Yeah, please follow <laughs> you us. You don't. Um, but yeah, so let's get started with that. Alicia's going to talk about EGAL first. Okay, so we've had a few wines. <clears throat> we thought that might be the best way to deal with the first podcast nerves. Um, so we are The Egalitarian. We're a website with social media channels that seeks to tackle systemic injustice and inequality in society. So we focus on it from a gendered lens, but we do not just focus on gender. We focus on all sorts of marginalisation and inequality in society. So let's go with our first podcast. We're trying it out. If it doesn't go well, you won't hear another one from us. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, <clears throat> let's introduce ourselves though as well, I think. That's oh, super yeah. important. So, I'm Della. Some of you might know me from social media, from Egal. We're both... <laughs> You're really not that important, yeah, but okay. It's important to talk about. <laughs> You're not famous. No, we're but not. Okay. In, but I think it's super important to talk about, like why we did what we do and yeah. who we are as people definitely so we've been friends a while and our friends who are probably listening are probably going to think they're absolute idiots for talking about this but <laughs> we always are super like opinionated about things that we're really passionate about and that's probably come from like sixth form and just like being made aware about politics society and then social injustice feminism and we just sort of started to realise different things that were happening in society that we were really happy with. Together as well, that it was very much the same journey. Yeah, we sort of like went from sixth form to realising things and then like becoming passionate about it and then carrying that on through uni. And it's like, you come to sort of a situation where you're like, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. And yeah. like together as two people, we were like, whenever we were out, or just together in general, whenever we were just <laughs> out, it was definitely escalating when we were pissed. But when we were just together, it was like, we're going to talk about these things. And then... It became something we wanted to speak about, but personally, um, I'm super passionate about sport. Um, I played netball to quite a high level, and recently I've set up a netball club with my other best friend, Deck. Shout out to Deck if you're listening, which he probably is, he loves this sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but we set up a netball club, which is just for blokes. Um, Tackling those gender norms. <laughs> yeah, and he said to me one day, he was like, I reckon I could you know beat you on a netball court whatever at netting and I was like nah I'm not having it <laughs> the ultimate claim <laughs> yeah. we're very competitive um so we ended up playing in like one of these uh he him and his like close group of mates played like an men's versus women's group uh netball match and he is quite good I'm gonna allow it and he's gonna really laugh when he hears this but he's actually quite good at it and then he said let's just set up a club and then we did and I became co-founder slash head coach and then it became like a we're going to challenge gender stereotypes around netball yeah. and that's where like my passion around challenging gender stereotypes started 
You well, yourself, no. You yeah, yeah. We've been on BBC News. <laughs> we are. We've done a few things, and we're third best in the country, national champions. Well, third national champions, but yeah. Um, since then, it's sort of been like we've taken on other sort of gender norms. We are, I would say, as a massive ball claim, mm -hmm. something me and Alicia like to hold ourselves accountable for. <laughs> it's uh, three shots if you can't prove a bold claim. But I reckon this is a bold claim. I'm going to stick by it, and Deck will back me up on this. We are probably one of the most diverse inclusive group of people we have like gay straight yeah masculine feminine yeah we have white people black people asian we have like all the ethnic minorities yeah. we have nice tall short slimmer bigger people everything and everyone feels included by that and it's just a really nice environment so i think that sort of encouraged me to be able to have the confidence to be like, no, the world can be a better place. Yeah. Everything can be inclusive. So, um, yeah, then we set up eGal and that just sort of opened up a new sort of branch. Oh, so, sorry, is this podcast about your netball? Or <laughs> I thought it was sorry, about eGal. Sorry, just plug netball. <laughs> Deck will be buzzing. Listen, you've got to use every opportunity. <laughs> okay, so back to what this podcast is about. <laughs> nice uh, go back to what it's about. Northern Titans, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <go>. Northern Titans. <laughs> I was a secretary for... A small amount of that, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, in terms of me, <laughs> I don't really know where to go from here. Um, in terms of what Della said, I um, am an annoyed woman. <laughs> yeah, good. Who finds... What's the phrase? Difficult woman. Yeah, that's it. I'm good. a difficult woman who finds all of the shit that we find out on like a day-to-day -day basis that is um, through the male gaze, I find it incredibly irritating. So I think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to express myself other than that, which is kind of sad. No, it's I think, good. I think, you know, I think I've got a lot going for me. Oh, God, but yourself I'm under the pressure now of explaining myself. I think if anyone who actually knows Alicia by person knows that she never really struggles to explain herself, so I don't know why you've just <laughs> it's buckled panic. under pressure. It's panic mm. of the podcast. Podcast panic. <laughs> podcast panic. Go. That's one of that's our coin, phrase, coin yeah. phrase that we'll come up with. Okay, so so yeah, that's who we are as people, and then Eagle sort of came as a byproduct of that yeah. of both of us together, and then we literally grabbed Joe, our website and graphic designer, Great guy. does everything. We grabbed him on board, being one of our best friends. We didn't sell it how it was, did we? we no, we literally we said, brought Can him you? into my garden, <laughs> and we said, "Hi, Joe, do you mind doing some graphics and like designing a logo for our little organisation kind of social media that we're going to do." And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then we were like, okay, sick. And then we already knew it was going to be more than what it was. But suddenly, here we are, um, setting up Spike Report, requiring Joe to make graphics for social medias on a daily basis, creating <laughs> websites, which she's never done before. Um, so, yeah, no, honestly, big shout out to yeah, Joe. Yeah, massive big shout out to shout Joe. shout out to Joe as well. A good bloke. And he never says no to anything, which is, you can't say no to me and Alicia, like we don't allow him. No. So, fair play to him. It's just... Is con completely conformed to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's done a smashing job. If anyone's seen the website at all, or even seen one of the graphics on any of mine, Alicia's stories, you'll see that it's like elite tier yeah, smashed it. productions. Smashed it. So well done. We're so proud. So yeah. proud of Egal. So proud of Joe for taking us on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. And no one else could have done it. No, not one. Not one. So yeah, and he's that's... so behind the scenes as well. Yeah, doesn't like his face so being shown, but we want to change that. We want to get him more involved. <laughs> So yeah, so we settled the egalitarian because we've been mates for eight years now and uh, we were basically spending most of our conversations talking about shit that was going on and uh, we realised why are we not putting this to good use and using it to 
help other people in debates, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. That's mainly what it was. Like yeah. it's it's hard. The the kind of shit that you believe in when you come across someone who is um there are some people that you could come across in an argument who disagrees. Or when I say argument, I mean debate. I just, <laughs> I just, I'm just an annoying woman. One against uh, <laughs> Difficult one. I'm a difficult woman. <laughs> but when you come across people sometimes that um, that are very clued up about the situations that you're talking about, but still don't agree, it can be quite intimidating and also just quite difficult to kind of get your point across. And I think that what we were trying to do is like give people the short information and like the underpinning issues that there are to kind of debate it in a way that makes that makes you feel confident in what you're saying because it's quite hard to feel not confident in it sometimes you are tackling issues and it's like shit this is a big thing and this is actually challenging the way that we live Mm -hmm. so to give people the empowerment to just literally whack off some stats from our instagram or read an article and be like oh shit no there's the problem right there underlying that's what we want to do because i I think think it would have been nice if we had that yeah definitely and we but we were just sort of like we'll just back ourselves like Mm. say everything that you say with your chest and say it proudly but now it's like let's just give everybody else this opportunity to do it with actual statistics and backing a little bit of what we're going to do today okay let's move (laughs) we move Uh, so we're going to talk about i think we mentioned caroline earlier but me and alicia are massive caroline perez fans and we notice what she does in her book is talk about the dated gap in just like normal walks of life that doesn't really include women it means that women suffer an injustice as a result of that mm. so this term is called the default male default male is where you look at things from a perspective that seems like humanity it ends up actually being through the male gaze so what you do is you look at men's perspective so men's needs experiences and wants and you then take that as what humanity wants but really what you need to do is you need to accept that men and women have different experiences and therefore to look at things from a humanitarian perspective, you need to consider women's exact needs. And what Caroline does in her book is she exposes the gender data gap in how much data is just not accounted for when it comes to women. So it's either not looked at or it's like it's explicitly not looked at, for example, in healthcare mm-hmm. or it's assumed that the data that they're looking at is accumulative of both men and women so it's it's a mad book every single page made me i'm gonna say it annoyed <laughs> i'm a difficult woman honestly but, but it's, it's almost it's like it's it's almost like it's put into the forefront that 50 percent of the population are women yeah at the end of the day 50%. yeah yeah but it, it's annoying that we forget that and like yeah. everything is like oh well this is just how it is well no this is how it is because men dominate the data when yeah. really it's 50 50. just make it make sense yeah make, God's it, sense. make it make like, sense literally so like... we've got qualms we've got qualms of it. yeah and the first qualms. thing we're going to talk about is the difference in the size of toilet cubicles and the different lengths in toilet queues yeah so it's essentially yeah so it's the it's the distribution of toilets and essentially <laughs> Why is there always a queue of women outside the women's toilets and no queue outside the men's toilets? Which, which, if you look at it just from a normal lay person is like, well... The assumption is the immediate assumption that everyone falls for. I think that's what you're about to say, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, which is just, you know, girls are just chatting away about things that, you know, we get up to, you know, oh, this has happened in my life. Oh, yeah, you go, girl, you look great tonight, yeah. things like that. But no, there's actually, like statistical reasons why 
women have longer queues to toilet. Yeah, it's yeah. like there no, you don't really think about that in your queue. Just like yeah. bloody, I just want to get back on the dance floor. I just want to go get a drink. But actually, no, there's a reason why you stood here in the queue. Yeah. There's a reason why you can see four or five blokes. There's a reason why you can see a guy that's gone into the toilet at the same time as you and he's left already in your And you're literally just stood out there. Yeah. yeah. So, so what we're going to do in our podcast is we're going to talk about things from literally the day-to-day perspective of literally toilet queuing. And then we're also <laughs> going to talk about really systemic global problems mm-hmm. that are going on. We're going to make it a mix. We're going to hope that people enjoy it. If they don't and we get no views, then we're going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Not legal, but the podcast at least. Um, so this is the first one. It's kind of like, I want to say lighthearted. It's it's fucking infuriating. <laughs> but it's really interesting to learn all the reasonings behind why women are always in the queue and men are literally just straight in, straight out. So yeah. I think that's how we're going to start. Something lighthearted. We've had a wine. <laughs> testing it. Seeing how our confidence goes with the podcast as well. Okay, so like we said, first thing is, we know the, the problem is women are spending longer in toilet queues. So now we have to understand why. So, O'Neill, tell me why. Okay, so I can't believe you just outed my last name. (laughs) So, the problem is that women are queuing a lot in for toilet, to go to the toilet. God, can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that there's always a queue outside the women's toilets in compared to when there's a queue outside a man's toilet. So the question is, why? As you've said, the immediate assumption is, oh, women take longer in the toilet, therefore that's why there's a queue. So Caroline, what she brings up in her book is this... And I think it really, I think it properly tackles a problem with feminism, which is, sorry, not a problem with feminism, a problem of the perspective of feminism, Mm. which is when you say, I want male-female equality, when you then say male-female equality involves bringing women up to the level because they are disadvantaged and people are like, oh, well, that's not feminism. No, 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 you don't (laughs) understand. Feminism is not the the starting point. Feminism is the end point Mm -hmm. where we want equality. So the thing with toilets is that um, Caroline says in a book that um, in plumbing records, I don't think it's records, but plumbing plans, 50% of um, uh, area designated to toilets is given to men and 50% is given to women. On the surface, on it the seems surface, like equality. Yeah, mm. on the surface, it seems like equality. So it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's happy. No, absolutely not. You've got women queuing outside. So the question is why? And that's the problem. You need to look at the the more the more intricate causes, I guess, and the more intricate um, issues, slash not even issues, just like day-to-day life that's going on before you start issuing 50-50 out every time. Because mm-hmm. 50-50 assumes that everybody it's impacted the same. Yeah. And it's not. It's just not. Yeah, it's women and men not. are impacted by the need to go to the toilet differently. Yeah. You know, it takes women twice as long, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. So it's women's experiences, needs and wants. This is the default male again, which is what she constantly talks about amazingly, and I love the phrase. <laughs> so what Caroline says is that women take 2.3 times longer in the toilet. So by giving out 50-50 area to distribute toilets that's already a problem so i'm going to go back to the 2.3 times longer and why that happens i should probably not have done that in the order the first problem is this you've got women who have cubicles of toilets and that's it and then you've got men who have cubicles and urinals so in that same area that is 50 50 you can actually fit a few more urinals and one less toilet Mm -hmm. so you've got the same amount of people pissing 
no sorry you've got more amount you haven't i wish we did you've got more people pissing at the same time in a men's area of toilets than you have a woman's because Mm -hmm. you've got urinals which don't require the same amount of space yeah the doors etc so there's your first problem and then the actual problem as well is that you've got women spend 2.3 times longer in the toilet so the 50-50 space absolutely does not add up. Mm-hmm. So Caroline brings up interesting reasons as to why women spend more time in the toilet. Now, it's not your classic little, oh, women are doing the makeup. Oh, women are chatting to their mates. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're speaking about boys. Be... Oh, this boy won't buy me a drink. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, always make it male related. Yeah, yeah. Kill me now. <laughs> Literally kill me now. Um, that That is obviously, I feel like women do socialise in toilets. Yeah, of course they do. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. But that ain't the But that reason. happens outside the toilet. It doesn't happen whilst you're yeah, having legit. a piss. That happens legit. while you're washing your hands, you yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah. That means cubicles are still free. The problem is, is that it takes us literally longer to go to the yeah. toilet. There's pro- like you're about to say, yeah, there's yeah. reasons why we take longer. It's just an easy way out to just say yeah. that and just kind of just, uh, oh, it's women's fault because they spend longer in the toilet. Yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, I've got some major facts for you right now. <laughs> That's it. So number one is you've got the fact of women and children, just the fact that, you know, women are more likely to take the children to the toilet. So obviously it doesn't count in terms of like rapes, which I've kind of been talking about. But just yeah. in general, women are more likely to take children to the toilet. That obviously adds double the time if you've got an easy child. Mm-hmm. Fuck knows how long it takes if you've got a long... Like, uh, Annoying child. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? So it takes longer. The next thing, which is really interesting, is that at any one point, 20 to 25% of women of childbearing age are on their periods. So that obviously means that we're all going to be changing sanitary products, sorting ourselves out in the cubicle, which means we're then going to take longer than a man is to just have Mm -hmm. a piss. And then also Caroline brings up the issue of UTIs. So she says that women in general are more likely to go for trips to the toilet, um, as in like on a quantitative basis. Oof, big word. I don't think that's right. <laughs> in terms of quantity, <laughs> women are more likely to go to the toilet. So, but she brings up the fact about the UTI. So women are eight times more likely to have a UTI than a man. So the, the what you've got there is like three different reasons yeah. that are in their own different. Like, so you have. 50 women going to the toilet yeah. and 50 men going to the toilet. Out of those men, they're all just going in and out of the toilet. Yeah. But 50 women, 25 of those might be on the period. Yeah. Tw- like 10 of those might have already given birth. Yeah. 10 of those might have a U- might have had or have a UTI. Yeah, so yeah, it's well, like you've got all those things going on. Yeah. And then whereas men are just going in and out, we've got all those things. Yeah. So And then the men have more toilets. So yeah, and they have because they've got <laughs> they've got urinals and got more space to play with. Yeah. So they've got like twelve people able to go to the toilet, <laughs> we've got like eight. Yeah. And then we've got all these like time barriers on why. So like Absolutely. we're going to the toilet more, we're going to the toilet for longer. Yeah. All and then it's like, well, but we've got less toilets. And we've got to. less toilets. Yeah. So it's often like the reason why the queue is longer, whereas most people think, oh my God, girls are messing about in there, chatting to each other. Yeah, it's but just... I think most girls listening to this will be like, I've never, you know, you go to the front of the toilet queue, you don't really feel like people are dawdling in the toilets. No. They might be messing about in front of the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. Might be chatting, like, oh, girl, absolutely. you look amazing tonight. But it's post-wee. Of, yeah, it's post-wee. You might be like, oh yeah, girl, look, women spotting women. You look great, fab, yeah. but that's never going in inside the no. cubicle. We're all fuming yeah, at that everyone's point because we're stuck in a fucking cube. I know. No one's like, <laughs> no one's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're all chatting about this inside the cubicle. No, just <laughs> Rather than going to the toilet, no, it just, just doesn't, doesn't happen. That just doesn't go on. That, no make one wants that. Make it make sense. Yeah, make it make sense. No, no, none of that goes on. Yeah. So it's like really annoying 
when you see lads coming in and out and you always think because you get to the front of your queue and no one's messing about no they're not no not at all they people must, might be messing no. about in front of the hand washing but let's be serious no one's queuing for a hand wash people are queuing for so the toilets so it's really irritating because like the understanding in society is that women there's going to be a female queuing toilets mm. is like because you're doing your makeup, because <laughs> you're messing about in the toilet, doing whatever, when no, really it's like a systemic problem. Yeah. It's like the cubicle sizes and the amount of area and space you have for per cubicle of toilet yeah. is the same when it shouldn't yeah. be. It's, it's just, I think, I think really, like surprisingly, it's such a interesting, everyday, basic insight into mm. how people think equality can be and people think how equality doesn't actually work out yeah, it's like opportunity and outcome yeah it really is <laughs> maybe that's another yeah, podcast, another podcast that. but i just think like it's just such a, a general idea that both every man every man knows that they can like that they can see women queuing up and they know and mm-hmm. they, it's like they're aware of it we're aware of it because we're stood in the queue yeah and I think it's just such an interesting way of bringing into this idea of the default male and how the world is not actually designed for women. Mm. The world is designed for men. Yeah. And the world is not designed for humanity. The world yeah. is designed for men. Yeah. And it's that sort of like people say, oh, 50-50, you've got the same toilet space. That's equality. That's yeah. feminism. No, feminism, equality is in what is actually happening. Mm. That's equality of get the same space but yeah. if the outcome isn't right yeah. then that's not equality then you're not achieving equality in a bloke is going for a wee and coming out 30 a minute two minutes yeah, later yeah it's just not is it it's 10, just not 15 on. minutes no and yeah. it's just like it's just the question of how long has this long queuing been going on for because i'm saying a fucking long time i've never not, not one person yeah. has thought oh maybe there's a reason why women are queuing that's not their fault which which is completely different to the next topic we're going to talk about which i think leads on to it really well yeah the next topic we're going to talk about is about pockets on women's clothing yes fashion trends so pockets (laughs) why don't we have them so um a lot of well well, not all, but a lot of female clothing don't have pockets. Either that's dress, skirts, or the trouser pockets aren't big enough. Yeah. Or the back pockets are, like, sewn up. I don't know if you've ever had those trousers. Or jeans. Where... What about jeans when I've got nice little back pockets? When I say little, I mean it. But they're no front pockets. Yeah, and nothing. Guys. Guys' pockets. I, oh, do you know what? Front I think and it's, back? I think it's really good to, like, grace. Yeah. Our best friend, shout out to Grace. She was mad onto this when we were at Sixth Form. Yeah, she would she only... loved to dress the pockets. Yeah, loved... <laughs> she was like one of the first people I always realised. I was like, I love a dress the pockets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Grace because it? never thought about it like in that Practical way. That's mm. why we didn't have pockets. And we went to Caroline's talk of her book about invisible women and something that she doesn't talk about in the book, but she did about her talk of the book was about how she doesn't buy women's clothes in our pockets yeah. and there's reasons for it and the reasons yeah. why women don't have pockets and it started years and fucking years ago yeah we've done some little research haven't we yeah because when we heard about it on the night well myself she also talked about the book why like iphones are too big and they don't fit in pockets so like she sort of accepts 
pockets do exist yeah but they might be too small but for women for women yeah and the iphone's too big whatever that's a whole different sort of and the, yeah and caroline raised a good point as well about the iphone measurements for women's hands yeah exactly but and that we move with that we move we'll, that's a we'll whole different <laughs> if it carries on we'll talk about that in a different week but women's clothing necessarily they don't prioritize having pockets no. in them and it's more of uh i think the good a, a good quote is about it's never been about functionality for women yeah. whereas for men for yeah. men it's about being functional and men have pockets to put things in yeah. whereas we have done some research and seen some seen that the reason why women didn't don't have pockets is that they couldn't hide things and that they couldn't hide things for a reason of like if they weren't hiding things they couldn't do things like infidelity or they couldn't do things without so I just take over with this because you go, go. I've got the research. So I'll get out some <laughs> mad stats on go what you were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Not incredibly well. So pockets were brought in in clothing for men about four hundred years ago, but not for women. And there is speculation. No, no proof. But oh, wow. as with a lot of speculation. things. Speculation. As with a lot of things where there's no direct proof, this oh, is about okay. the goals of the fashion back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we can't come back with statistics. This is that there is speculation that the reason why it wasn't that pockets weren't brought into women's clothing is because it was to keep women powerless. Mainly back in the day, it was harder to travel independently if you didn't have pockets. Yeah, things so harder to travel independently. For example, um, off the whim, so not telling who you with. Mm. You ain't walking around with a bag, are you? If you it's such a weird concept, but yeah. So there's a basis of why men men's clothing happened to then bring about pockets for practicality reasons, but then uh, women's clothing didn't follow suit. So in that sense of speculation, I think that you can kind of sense a difference in the like in the whole uh, sexism of fashion. Um, Coco Chanel was the first person to bring in pockets in the 1920s and 1920 was the first time that um, pockets were brought in for women mm-hmm. so if you think about 400 years ago it was brought in for men um, <clears throat> and interestingly just as a little kind of side thing kind of not but just as a little bit of perspective on female fashion I think uh, in the 1990s women senates were allowed for the first time mm. to wear trousers in the senate floor so if we think about fashion as some kind of um, gendered issue, then I think it kind of allows for the conversation about pockets to really come through flow. I don't know if come through flow is an actual phrase. No, it's definitely not. <laughs> but I think there's another interesting stuff about the 1940s, about America, about America isn't there? That you must have on that, on that um, list. I've not. Really yes, you do. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Uh, yeah, so in the 1940s was the last time that a woman was arrested for wearing trousers. Yeah. So fashion is a political issue. Fashion yes, is a political is. issue. Of course And just because we might all think that we're allowed to kind of get away with what we're wearing, etc. now, and, like, hopefully people feel like they're empowered enough to wear what they want, which I understand that, actually, a lot of marginalised groups still don't, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the LGBTQ community. Mm. But... In the sense of like women's fashion, it's kind of I think feel like everyone kind of assumes it is very liberal, and it is. Mm. It is, you know, we can wear what we want. Maybe it's objectified or sexualized or whatever. But in terms of me being able to go out in my joggers or <laughs> my leggings or you know a really short skirt, I mm. can. I feel I genuinely feel empowered to do that. Yeah. So for me, it's why 
and then going around in pockets which are really large which means that they can fit their fucking wallet in the coat mm. <laughs> oh dear oh my god the it's cut, a line cuts, that's horrendous straight into pockets. i meant the phone Fun. i meant the phone that's horrendous that is oh god I don't even know. can i even continue on that i can't even you know, continue on right Men can put their phones in their pockets, their wallet. <laughs> I was basically thinking they can put everything in it other everything. than the coat, yeah. but I accidentally said coat in the pocket. Right. But do you know what I mean? Like men can go around and they, they don't need a bag, but for women it's more like, well, oh, we were talking about <laughs> before we actually did this podcast. We were talking about how. So if you're a girl listening to this podcast, think about things that you might have done to not take a bag on a night out. Yeah. So I, whilst I was a uni student you know going through undergrad i don't know if it was a thing whilst everyone was at uni but i did not want to take a bag on a night out no, it was just like Same. i want to be hands-free yeah. i want to be holding as many drinks as i can i yeah. want to be da, 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 like dancing as much as i can and i just put everything in my pockets but the pockets were so small i often ended up losing loads of my items I yeah just, like, losing ids losing passports losing whatever because Massive. you just you shoved things in your pockets you looked uncomfortable everything was yeah. stuffed in i just did not want a bag but then as we've grown up, I still sort of don't take bags on that. I, I often put my shit in Alicia's bag, yeah. who has now conformed to that sort of social pressure yeah, of taking a bag. <laughs> bag That's out. interesting that you say that, because I've, as I've grown up and got older, mm. I've now complied to the bag, yeah. because I've got like, more things I need to fit in my bag, for example, my e-cig, etc. Yeah, yeah. Con- so contact stuff. Like, bags out. My other half, she just wears, like, she has to, she puts her contact stuff in and out. She has to take, like, contact lenses contact solution yeah, she takes stuff like that as well as you get older i but... remember a pub right the one of the first pub golfs i did at uni <laughs> oh yeah i didn't I take a bag story. out because i never took a bag out at uni so i had all literally like ID yeah same cards, that's what i mean everything card, shoved in bank cards like, these tiny pockets all, that were yeah like... just in my back pockets like yeah. blokes i don't know if you're listening but front pockets are a luxury they work, they're not there for women's jeans so i would put them all in these two tiny back pockets pub mm. golf obviously you get obliterated mm. and then this one pub golf that i did i came home and i had lost my id my student card my bank card everything so i was like right okay next time i'm not falling for that i'm gonna have to take a bag out and then lo and behold, <laughs> lost the whole i bag. lost the whole fucking bag, the whole bag with everything in <laughs> a bit like a bit of context alicia went to undergrad in did undergrad at york i did at newcastle but we spoke pretty much every day throughout the whole thing <laughs> yeah. all, all, all three years she after this pub got i knew pub golf was always a mess and i would probably wouldn't hear from the next day wouldn't hear for a good few days the next day she's like got somehow ring, rings me on someone my like, uniform whatever someone else's phone she's like i've lost my entire bag of pub golf and i was like absolute shock shock I've, I've lost the whole thing my, so my id's in there my phone <laughs> i was like well everyone knew that was going to happen but but that is a result of we didn't have pockets big enough to fit in things that lads did yeah, and yeah. you know it's often like oh girls are always losing the bags on nights out blokes you're not losing things yeah, you've, you've got things you've got it on you literally you. <laughs> the re- why you're not losing shit <laughs> It, yeah so like before we filmed this like podcast we we're just talking about different experiences that we had about like how we would try and store things in the night out um yeah and it just wasn't through it wasn't successfully through pockets because we just yeah. didn't have the capacity to do it i think like when i order clothes online and i get them um and there's unintentional pockets in the trousers mm. the like joy that i feel is unexplained yeah it's great i oh my god the best thing <laughs> 
Best thing, having pockets. Is that, is, can, should that be a thing? <laughs> yeah, like, should you is feel, that something that other people feel? When, you, when you buy an item of clothing off the internet and you didn't know it has pockets, you buy it, put your hands in your pocket, money is worth it. Absolutely. Whatever you spend, you suddenly like, it's completely worth it. I just bought a coat for work at my new job that I just started. It's got seven pockets. Oh my God, fantastic. And I bought it and I was just like, Number one, how is that possible? <laughs> it was, it's from the men's section of M&S. No! Yeah, it was, it was. And it was just, it's got seven pockets, it's got an inside pocket, it's got pockets at the top, like where football managers wear them, yeah. like top, side. It's got seven pockets. That's the thing as well, because even women's coats, right, yeah. I've got women's coats and I've got two pockets inside. Mm-hmm. But then, bloke coats, when I wear those, they've got inside pockets as well and that kind of can add up to a steady four every time. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Seven. Yeah. So, but love it, and it was like worth every penny. But we don't have them, and like I said at the beginning of this, Grace Farrer, if you are listening, you are the first person who <laughs> realise how good pockets are. They really are in women's though. clothing because we we need pockets yeah, because we do. like if you have like a really stressful day, or whatever, you just love putting your hand in your pockets and thinking, I my body's slumped, I need to chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And I love all my joggers. All my joggers yeah. have pockets in. Like that's a, that's apparently a norm. Mm. But you know any other type. But then again, like joggers in the sense of what style they are. Yeah, not very predominantly male, quite yeah. masculine. I think like getting back to more serious yeah. sort of note of this is like I was saying before. If you think about the phrase "Who wears the trousers?" Yeah, it was interesting when you said that. Who wears the trousers in a relationship is like a really common phrase. Like if. If you're if a group of lads are chatting on a night on about a couple of beers and one of the mates in the group has just recently got in a relationship yeah. or whatever and he says to his a group of his mates he's bantering them or whatever and saying, Oh yeah, but she wears the trousers yeah. that is said to undermine him yeah. because the trousers are more dominant for male to wear and that means that if she's wearing the trousers, she's the more dominant. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, if women weren't allowed to wear trousers in Congress till the 1990s, yeah, which, by the way, we were literally born at that point. Mm-hmm. Don't know about the people that were listening, but obviously, trousers is um, trousers are, and shouldn't be, but trousers are a massive display of mm-hmm. like gender inequality just and, and gender norms in itself. Yeah. And it's really interesting to think. And Caroline um, said in her talk, she said that one of the reasons why pockets weren't involved in women's trousers is because they're based on male designs. Yeah. And instead of basing female, instead of basing female trousers on what a feminine design would be, they just literally choose masculine designs of trousers mm. because you can't fit women's bodies into those masculine designs of trousers with pockets they just remove the pockets. You know why it's so weird as well? Because, like, women make up the most of, like, consumerism. Oh, do they? Well, they, would. they do, don't they? Like, women spend a lot of money shopping in comparison yeah. to men. So why don't... Why wouldn't retailers, like, tailor their actual products to suit women if women are making more up of the well, people that are fighting? I think about how male... It's ironic, really, but think about how male-dominated the fashion industry is. Despite the fact that all the people on the catwalk are majority And the women. people that are buying things. And the people that are buying things are women. Are it's women, just... yeah. So you, you've got men, this is the whole default male, basically, mm-hmm. like, all come round again. You've got men designing things for women to be wearing and for women to be modelling. Mm-hmm. But it's the men that are designing it through their perspective of hopefully what women want which will still absolutely negate important mm. issues but even sometimes it's not even what women want no 
and it's just it's just massively again the whole the pocket thing the toilet thing basically it's just everyday life is frustratingly revolving around male needs the next time anyone listening the next time if you're a woman next time you put your hand in your pocket think is my hand full in this pocket yeah massive question. the next time you put your hand in your pocket and you've got your keys in there think am i my are my keys sticking out yeah. Am I, is, am I, is my phone sticking out? Is mm. my ID sticking out? And think, why is that? Why yeah. can't they literally add two inches yeah. more? Well, it's on the size pockets? of pockets as well, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's not just about not having pockets. Even yeah. when we do have pockets, they're not big enough. Well, there was a 2014 survey done of um, the five biggest fashion brands. And they were asked, because it was just when the iPhone 6 had come out, which was like quite quite massive basically mm-hmm. which is again, yeah it was the one that went big wasn't it yeah like mm-hmm. went huge which is controversial for women's hands because it was made on male measurements yeah look at my hands Della's hands are <laughs> fucking tiny anyone that knows me knows that my hands are just <laughs> so I've never seen anything like, like it tiny they're like, child, they're like I think my brother who when like my, when my brother was like eight or nine we measured hands and I was gonna maybe like 15 16 at the time his hands were bigger than mine I have got tiny tiny hands and I have an iPhone. What's that, Liz? Seven? No, actually, no. A, a, a seven? I don't know. I have an iPhone seven, know, and I can't get the bigger generation because I could not probably physically work yeah. it. Yeah, even I've got the, you know, iPhones do the cheaper, smaller versions of the new version. <laughs> I've got the smaller, cheaper version. And, and I, yeah, Della's hands. I can't. I struggle with the one that doesn't. The first generation that didn't have the button at the bottom. That's yours. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, not it is. actually. It is. I've, I've, had a, I've had a new one since. <laughs> one. Just me then. Just me yeah, that's not conforming you. to capitalism. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe you've just done that little low blow on a podcast that's going to the public. <gasps> Sorry, carry on. That's please. for the private sphere. That is not for the public sphere. I can't believe you've just done that. Sorry. If that's don't. the way that podcasts are going, this is the last one we're ever doing. <laughs> I can't believe you just done that. Carry on, what are we going to say? Well, yeah, fuck <laughs> you. I was just saying this stat. So, the 2014 survey was done on the five biggest fashion industries after the iPhone 6 was brought out, saying, are you going to make women's pockets bigger? Because the, the actual iPhone couldn't fit in the, mm. in the pockets that we had. And they said, oh, yeah, we'll think about it. Like, we, we will probably work on it. And then they literally never have. Yeah, didn't do anything about so, that just, it. So, that just shows, like, the lack of... The lack of motivation for the fashion industry and that to is work diff- towards women. And that's wants. the difference between this that we're talking about with terms of pockets, and I'm actually acknowledging it's a problem, and the previous talking topic we were talking about, the toilets. Like, mm. that is a relatively undiscovered, not talked about situation. The toilets. Yeah, yeah whereas yeah, yeah. this is actually yeah. spoken about. People yeah. know about it, have researched it, acknowledge that women need pockets, yeah. I hunt. We do carry things, yeah. and are just not doing anything about yeah, it. Just, so the two different things. Even if you do know shit, people are not doing anything about yeah. it. So you you literally need to advocate. You need to be rallying about these things because it's just going to continue otherwise. It's just a blatant acceptance for the fact that women's needs are not important, mm. and it's just it's just it's just so explicit in everyday life. And mm. I think this is what we're going to try and come across in our podcast. Isn't yeah, it? just. Wake, not wake everybody up because we know that people are aware of these things but it's not like just show that some things that you might not think about there are reasons behind this yeah as to why women are disproportionately affected things yeah. it's not just like oh women are women no there 
it's systemic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. women are women and this is made for men yeah yeah exactly like, i think a that's, great that's phrase a women are women and this is made for men yeah bob thank you yeah maybe Should that's it? that's the, <laughs> maybe that's the title <laughs> we'll kind it but yeah that's where we're at with like today's discussion yeah absolutely let us know if what you want to hear us talk about and if anyone wants to come on and like be a guest on the yeah, podcast or whatever absolutely. get in touch um it's a fun environment we definitely get pissed with how we do it so it'd be good yeah um, special aspects too yeah so. absolutely we'll be um looking for guests so that people don't get bored and if you did listen to... throughout the whole thing ty thank you oh, yeah. <laughs> massive ty, TY. Um, and hopefully see you next time so see you in a bit yeah okay Thank you.